Hi, this is Sebastian Bengtsson, and you are listening to A View from Section C. A View from Section C is sponsored by Don Michel Italian Restaurant, Perth Road, Dundee. Hello and welcome along to episode 51 of the Don Michelle sponsored A View from Section C. Senior, we had our milestone episode last week. Did. Now we're moving on, but we're looking at the next milestone, which is going to be 100. Um, yep. But we're making up for it tonight with a special guest. Um, we'll come to that special guest in a second, but how's your week been? It's been okay. It's been Good. Working from home, obviously. Yep. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Still as busy as ever, getting plenty of work done for the house. So good, good. That's um, it's, it's not really it. It's it's nothing else. Yeah. Work. You'll podcast uh, ice hockey. Work podcast ice hockey. Yeah, it's a pity there's ice hockey repeat, involved in there. <laughs> yeah. Can't but have, um, uh, but yeah, you'll you'll get your your new car sticker soon from your daughter-in-law. About time. Yeah. She's got her own one on. She put her own one on today. Oh, Mine's wait a is on. Now, 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 wait a minute. I'm going to hit a start with your caller. Right? <laughs> because she said she made one and she gave it to you, which is fair to us. Aye, but she's she made your end. Uh, but she's made her end first. No, she made the two of them. They're Both of them are sitting there. She's just not had time because she couldn't do it on hmm. whatever day we had again because on Sunday, uh, your car would have been wet because it was raining. So she wouldn't have been yeah, able to okay. do it. Yeah, okay, whatever. Sorry. Um, actually, you know what? I was driving through to Glasgow today for work and we were stuck in the ridiculous fucking traffic that happens in Glasgow at fucking half eight, nine o'clock in the morning. And someone was actually scanning it from the van behind. Some woman was scanning it. <laughs> she probably put it on and thought, what the fuck is this oh, shit I've just scanned? Uh, <laughs> so, it'd be, yes. It'd be even funnier if she was a clan fan. What's that? What's that? And we're German. German. Fucking Dyson Stevenson's a dick. Yeah, fucking yeah. Hoover. Um, Stuff like that. But, but listen, call outs. Here we go. We're moving one. straight into it. Definitely. It was a shout out, but it was a shout changed out. to call out. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And uh, <laughs> it's Steph Boyle. So, oh. as you know, we go on the, on the, the scrounge for food. When we're at the games, right? Yeah. Namely cakes. Uh and Steph says, If if I give you something, will you give me a shout out? And I went, Of course, of course it'll be a shout out. What is it? She gave us the middle finger. Like that. <laughs> and I went, That's good, Steph. Uh-huh. I just changed for you a shout out to a call out. So you've now been called out, Missy. That's yeah. it. Yes. Yeah. So but you can make up for it, bring cakes on Sunday or Saturday, whatever day. Yeah. Well, shocking behaviour. I'm not going to be there, so I hope she brings fuck all for you. Uh, And if she does bring fuck all, I'll give her a shout out. Um, But yeah, so on that note, shout outs and call outs. There's nothing this week. Um, It's been quite a quiet week, so uh, maybe it'll be shout out or call outs. But yeah, we started off the show, obviously, introducing it. It is episode 51. 
Um, we were getting a special guest on the show because Senior went away to Timbuktu uh, last week, so we couldn't get anybody on the fans-wise on it. So I had to pull some strings. I had to get this guy on. It's episode 51. and there, there's, there's no better player to come on to represent the number of the show. And before you say anything, Senior, it's not Spencer Dorwich again. You're joking. See no. how you build that up? I'm thinking you've got Eldoro again. <laughs> no. I'm thinking is... the, the, the top player that wore 51, I'm thinking it's Doro. Well, I think he's probably going to come you're kidding in me on. and you're kick your ass for Doro. saying that. Um, it is not Doro. Um, it is from one sponsor. You know, I sponsored them for a season and a bit. He now sponsors part of the show. It is none other than McGiff himself, Cam McGiffin. What's happening? Hey, it buddy. could only have been him. Episode 51. Arguably best and worst player to wear 51, depending on who you ask. <laughs> Opinions vary from like <laughs> bottom to top, bottom to top. Some people think absolutely best. Some people think, fuck, that guy actually played for us. Um, there, there might only be two people that thinks it's the best 51. And even then, yeah, I don't think Grant will think it's the even, best. Uh, even, then, even then, you guys debate that. Yeah, 100%. 100%. But, but yeah, um, I, it, well, I had to bring it in with episode 51. Um, senior, every time I go in for a haircut, Cam's always asking when he's getting on the show. You know, big follower of it. He really wanted to be interviewed. I know he loves this sort of stuff. Technology oh, as well. He's just he's been dying to get on. So I, I thought, you know what? Episode fifty one, it's gonna yeah. be. Um it took me half oh, an hour like to that. get these fucking headphones connected. No wonder I'm standing <laughs> now. It was like that. It was like that when you signed for the stars, was it not? Again, we with the big the big announcement and the interview that came over really, really well and well we well. we were gonna speak about that later on, but it's probably a good place to start in common interviews. Now there is a very strong rumour that you had that interview pushed. Uh, yeah, I still would have been pissed because I wasn't yet hungover. And if you look, if you look at that interview closely, you can definitely look at me and go, yeah, half an hour's sleep. <laughs> And so, no, no, nothing, nothing's truer. I can confirm that rumor is spot on. I was still <laughs> completely hammered. Never, absolutely. I was, I was, I was, I was celebrating signing my first elite league deal, though. So you know, for someone that never I, thought he would make it past like an amateur yeah. jockey, justifiable, justifiable. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, we'll just get straight into it. Um, now that we know he was he was pitched on that interview, we'll wonder if he's maybe he's pitched on this one. Who knows? Um, so starting off a career down the juniors with Swindon, um, and yeah. then obviously you got your call up to the NIHL one with Milton Keynes, and then going into EPL with our yeah. good buddy, uh, former Stars player Slava Kulikov. Um, what was your transition like from juniors into? kind of NIHL, EPL, you know, how is that? Because we hear things about that kind of standard and all we've got to compare it to is the SNL. So 
going from juniors to that, what was the jump like? You know what? Uh, I remember saying this at the time, and it's difficult to like kind of portray to someone that's only seen Scottish hockey, right? But the jump from juniors to at the time I was playing ENL one with Thunder, yeah, uh, with MK Thunder, that jump wasn't that big because okay. brutally honest, at that time the ENL was below the standard of the SNL. The SNL is kind of like between what team you play for, it kind of creeps in, in between that NIHL 1 now and NIHL 2 level. It kind of just depends who you play for. Yeah. But the NIHL 1 at that time, if you jumped from juniors to that league, you could usually get on all right. If you were a pretty good junior, you were mm-hmm. going to get on all right in the ENL 1. But then that jump from the NIHL 1, well, the ENL 1 at the time, up to the EPL was when it was like, okay, this is now like, I have did all right as a junior, I played okay. Okay, and then next thing you know, it's like these guys are professionals. Like the EPL, like no doubt about it, still had some of the best players I ever played against, regardless of elite league. Yeah, yeah. You could see, you, you could probably still see that just now. When when you look at some of the guys that are playing in the NIHL now, uh, there's some some top class imports are playing there. Absolutely, guys. Guys just find their comfort zone. Uh, you know, one of the ones that I kind of recently kind of have seen but then he played in Fife was uh Carlo Fanucci. He played for mm-hmm. he played for Swindon when I was in Peterborough and it was like he did okay in the EPL but then did really well in the Elite League and it's just a completely different style of league. Yeah. So yeah. you know you might have done well as ENL juniors or anything like that but then when it hit to the EPL you were like oh fuck this is a completely different style. It was heads down it was five imports. It was 15 Brits protecting five imports, which, you know, was great for some guys. British guys yeah. were getting paid really well. They were big parts of teams. So it's a, it was a difficult one to read, but then I was quite fortunate in Slough with the financial and the kind of team problems they had. And then Telford taking half our team by the December that year. I went from, okay, four spare D-man, maybe get some time. And the next thing I know... I'm penalty kill first line with an import defenseman as a as a D partner. It kind of it just explodes straight away. So that's where it's like that league at that time for me was perfect because it's like yeah. I was young and I was ready to go. And luckily, if you go into a team that's folding as a young kid, it's the best thing you can ever do because it's yeah. like oh, actually, yeah. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get ice time here. Lots of ice time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, go, playing for Slough under Slava, um, obviously he was a, a league and playoff winner with the Stars back in the BNL. Um, you both then moved to Peterborough. So was that a case of Slava knowing your game from Slough and giving you the call to say, "Listen, we've got this opportunity in Peterborough. Let's let's get back up to hook back up together again." Uh, you know what? He didn't. Uh, he didn't take me straight away because he knew that staying in Slough would be the best thing for me. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, being as young as what I was, and then the team kind of on on the route down was like, look, you're going to get loads of ice time. I'm away to Peterborough. This was kind of mid-season, just before the January cut-off line. He went to Peterborough, took a few imports and high-end guys with him. Yep. So he's kind of said to me, you know, stay there. Even though I remember at the time I pleaded with him to go, I wanted to go on to play for him. 
And he was like, no, stay here, things like that. And then as soon as the summer hit, I think a week after my last game for Slough, I was at World Championships and he was on the phone before the World Championships have even ended saying, yeah, yeah, like you're ready to come to Peterborough. So that, yeah. that was an easy decision at that point because I wanted to go at Christmas, but then I made the right decision ultimately by staying there. And then, yeah, it was I was thankful that he kind of turned me down at the Christmas time just so I could have the rest of the season playing good minutes and, you know, providing a good part for the team. Yeah. Um, what was it like to play under Slava? Because for, for us, um, Slava was always quite a quiet guy. Like when we saw him on the ice, he was a quiet guy. He was he was a, he was a very good skilled player. He was a very mm-hmm. quiet guy until one season he decided to drop the gloves with Chris Connerboy, um, not realizing it was Chris Connerboy and got his tatties film. Um, but what was it? What was it oh, like playing under Slava? Slav dropped the gloves with Connerboy. Yeah, uh, he never yeah. really got a choice. He turned around got, and then realized he, it was he him. Around, <laughs> what was we doing? And he turned around and it was like, oh shit, it's Connerboy. <laughs> Well, that that, okay. that flew under the radar because because uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I wouldn't expect that a Slav. Um, yeah. Slav, Slav, sure Slav was a quiet, quiet guy. Uh, he was a really quiet guy, but then he was a big thinker as well. Um, when I was there, my first and second year, he he had his he had his dad there a lot of the time. Obviously, his dad played in the second uh, Red Army team. His yeah. dad was a fierce coach. He took he took care of the D, um, which you know I still have nightmares about some of the drills and some of the ways that he would coach. But without without a doubt, he kind of showed us what it was like to win, and we we really took a winning yeah. culture in Peterborough at the time, just because of how hard we worked. We had a team mm-hmm. from start to finish where Slav, yeah, you know what, we were maybe not the most talented team in the world, and we didn't have the biggest budget in the world in Peterborough. But that team worked hard every night, like no questions asked. Yeah. And we had we had we had the rink where people hated coming. I would say Peterborough is equivalent to the I, I wouldn't say Fife, but maybe like Edinburgh of the Elite League at the time. Yeah. Right. Because other teams hated coming to Peterborough. I remember when I was going to Peterborough with Slough and then Slough was asking me to go, I was just like, all I know of Peterborough, horrible changing room. This, you know, the ice was, unless you were used to it, was terrible. You had one electric shower that was never warm. And I'm like, ah, fuck. Like, you know, away team, away team sucked to go to Peterborough. Proper, proper suck. Um, But then, yeah, home team, standard, get treated like royalty. Yeah. Like, get, honestly, as a a home team in Peterborough, you got treated better than most elite league teams. It was, it was a true setup. It was, it was the business. It really was. Yeah. Yeah. So, no. but yeah, Slava, Slava was a quiet guy, but he was a big thinker and then would come to you yeah. and say, you know, this is what he's seen. And you always listened because it was like, yeah, he, he knows what he's talking about. That's <laughs> fucking good player. Yeah. yeah. Um, but saying that about the Peterborough uh, changing rooms, it's, it's so you're, what you're saying is it's almost as much as a shithole as Fife, but nowhere near as bad as a shithole as Fife. Pretty you much. know what, right? And I know <laughs> it's going to be an unpopular opinion, but... We might kick I you from think- this. Fife isn't that bad as an away day, right? Yeah. I, I compare it. I was in Edinburgh last weekend, <laughs> not the weekend, just gone, the weekend before with the SNL. And like that rink's just opened up again. And that place is still a dump. Yeah. It's 
horrendous, right? So right. Fife, you get granted the changing room in Fife. It's not great, but it's big. Everyone has their own space. Everyone has yeah. their own thing. The ice is always pretty good in Fife. You can't moan. Whereas like Edinburgh has got fucking potholes in the ice. As we, the, as we yeah. no, <laughs> no lights fall down. Covering the asbestos in there. It's fucking <laughs> awful. I was going to say, well, no, you know no lights. I can, I no can lights fall some down things, but Yeah, no, and fucking, you know, lights hitting little Hartman and yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, senior, senior, I don't know. I don't know if you know about that, but there was a light yeah. fell during the game. Was it during the game Brian, or the warm up? It was. Uh, it was during the warm up. Uh, Brian Thompson. Brian Thompson told me. Unbelievable. See, I think it was JD. See, JD flipped it up and I hit the light. He's in the next thing. The light come down and hit Young Hartman right in the head. <laughs> in all fairness, I'll I'll clear it up for people. Right, I'll clear it. It wasn't actually the whole light. It was it just the cover. I mean, still, my, my point, my point still stands that you know, Edinburgh, dumb, yeah. but yeah, you know, it was just the cover. Yeah. So everyone's got this image of this fucking full floodlight just landing on little Hartman. <laughs> I know. So I was like, I would have killed the laddie. Um, but, <laughs> but no, just but, the yeah. cover. Yeah, but um, yeah, you were saying that about you know the winning mentality in Peterborough. Um, you did go on to win um, the EPL playoffs that first season with them. Um, the final four, it's in Coventry, isn't it? It's at the Sky Dome. At, at the time, it was, yeah. I'm not sure if it still yeah. is now with the NHL. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, it was, at, it was at the Sky Dome. That was, that was a phenomenal weekend. That was absolutely yeah. class. Because we had, we had Telford on the Saturday in our kind of like semi-final and that whole that whole arena was jam packed, and because of what Telford had done, kind of that year, the year before, where essentially they tried to just buy the league, they offered yeah. stupid contracts, like contracts that just weren't sustainable. So they had they had a phenomenal team, like without doubt. But that whole arena, apart from that one Telford section, was just basically anyone anyone but Telford. And you know what? Yeah. See, as a team that went into that playoffs as pretty much underdogs, and then you get there on the Saturday, and you're like, "Fucking eighty percent of this rink wants us to win." That's fucking yeah. class! <laughs> like, yeah. and you just go through and smash them. It was class. It's unreal. Yeah, yeah. Um, first kind of major trophy for you um, as a player. What was it? You know, how the special was that? Trophy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we'll, we'll come on to winning a, a, a bronze medal, but yeah, your first kind of main trophy though of of winning something. Yeah. How kind of special was that for you? Still being kind of, you know, at the time a young kid. Oh, it was unbelievable. I mean, uh, my my D partner at the time was Scott Robson. We were we were eighteen and nineteen, and we played we played thirty minutes a night, and we were up, up against uh, even against in the final. We were. It was Tony Han's last professional game. Mm-hmm. A lot of people forget that, but you know, yeah, <laughs> we always remember it. And it's like, <gasps> yeah, I bet you do. That was yeah. that was a phenomenal Manchester team as well. They had guys yeah. on that team with NHL experience and all those things, and it was it was a great experience. And I think what made it so special was the fact that we did go into it as underdogs. You know, going into that playoffs. People knew that we we could compete and we were good, 
but people always looked at the other team and go, oh, well, they've got so-and-so and they've got so-and-so. And I think they just yeah. kind of wrote us off until it was like, no, actually, we beat Telford. And then after that, it was like, well, we're here. We might as well. Mm-hmm. And it was a, such a team mentality of, you know, other teams were taking it easy after the first day and things like that. And whereas that whole team was so switched on for the next game, as soon as that game had finished, we were like, right, cool, we're going to win this. Yeah. But it was it wasn't a cockiness. It was actual like, no, you know what? I we believe in everyone in this room, and we can get the job done. And that team in Peterborough was great, absolutely fantastic. Yeah, um, and then I say the kind of the next thing was your bronze medal with the GB under twenty squad. That again, we've had the coach on at the time. Spud um, was part of that. Oh yeah, just uh, you know some. There were some big names in there um, that you played along with that kind of went on to Elite League and stuff as well. And, and my one of my best pals from an away team in Jordan Headley, um, probably the only <laughs> English player that we actually like, other than you, we are a wee dowdy man crush yeah. up there. Um, but how how was that tournament for you under 20s and winning a bronze medal? Like, How difficult was the standard when you were there? You know what? That tournament was um, was really weird, actually. So, obviously, it was mid it was mid season for for one. So, in that January, we had to go away, and you know, you're leaving your team in like quite a pivotal point of kind of. But luckily, Slava was there with me, so he was he was my head coach back at the club, and so he was coming with me to GB. But unfortunately, what happened? That's a couple of months before that was the parachutings. So. Okay. When when the tournament came around, uh, Japan pulled out. So when Japan pulled out, they automatically got relegated because France had said it's okay to come and do the tournament, but they mm-hmm. they were like, no, we're not coming. Obviously, you know, just because the shootings were a few months before. So we got told as a GB team, right? Well, you guys can't get relegated. So take risks, do what you want. Yeah. You know, we we've we've got a chance here. Go and play. I think. The way the way it worked out, we had a, we had a great time. Uh, I'm still best mates with some of the boys in that team. Uh, really, really good bunch. Really good players. If you look down at that list now of who was in that team, like still elite league experience and everything, like that. just crazy, crazy talent in that team. And I think because Japan was going to be our last game. We beat France in the in our last game anyway, three two. That was a sellout rink. Uh, beating France three two was absolutely brilliant. And then we got four days off in Majev in a in a ski resort town. <laughs> and I think by day two of that, no taxi would take anyone with an English or British accent. So yeah. I think we did a pretty good job. Like, that's what I remember. As much as I love the fact I got a bronze medal, and it was you know it's still a great achievement to this day. Yeah. It's like the thing I remember most about that is, a, is the taxi's not not taking us if we were British. because <laughs> <laughs> we could not be trusted. Yeah. So, um, so I'll be the drink with you, McGath, and I'll tell you. <laughs> so I'll be the drink. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, you see, there was a lot of experience there. Um, guys, Ollie Betteridge, Lewis Hook, Alex Forbes, then some ex-Stars players, Duncan Spears, uh, Josh Grievousim. And obviously, current stars yeah. players Tom's Ruckus in there as well. Um, so a lot of guys in there. There's, there's more people in there. Owen Griffiths and stuff like that. There's more people in there that 
just goes to show kind of it it was quite a stacked under 20s team there was oh, quite yeah. a lot of, of experience there really and, good and good play. one player you, also that at, I noticed sorry have you have so, you go and look at what Lewis Hook's done in his career mm-hmm. and he, he's he's playing for probably the champions elect this year in Belfast he, he's 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 made a good a good living out of it I think he was at mm-hmm. Coventry and then he got the move from Coventry to Belfast and he's just went on leaps and bounds really yeah, the, the worst, the worst bit is so senior. I'm the same age as him, right? And he was southeast, I was southwest in the conferences. He's been that good since 13, right? Easily 12, 13, and see if he's been, been embarrassing you since you were 12, 13. Uh-uh. You'd probably have a lesser opinion of him. <laughs> um, so what you're saying is, is he dick? That's what we're saying. No, 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 no. Great guy, great guy. <laughs> <laughs> but just, yeah, oh, made me look stupid from 12, 13 years old. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, coming off of that, like you say, we then had a very, uh, not very drunken interview, but a drunken interview with a move to the Elite League with the Stars. How did that come about? Well, it's uh, it's no secret that uh, my significant other was a big part of that decision. Uh, shout out Michelle. Obviously, you know, she couldn't let me go this whole <laughs> podcast without saying her name. Or <laughs> let people know. <laughs> but, uh, but no, like, if, I, if I'm being brutally honest with you, uh, would I even look to move into Dundee or move into the Elite League if, um, if I wasn't with her? Not a chance. I, I had opportunities before that uh, to sign with Hull. And then I also spoke to Manchester Storm when they first started as well, just because I knew uh, that was when I knew Passion originally. And that's mm-hmm. when I, who I was going to go on two ways with, with the, with the Phantoms. And then it wasn't until I was seeing Michelle the Christmas before I signed with the stars. And I actually ended up going on training session. So that was with the like Lou Dickinson, uh, Bobby Shamont team. Yeah. Uh, Sam McCluskey was still there. John Dolan was still there. So I trained with them once a Friday, a Friday session. Mark Lafave was the coach, and he spoke to me after that, and he was like, he was happy to take me then. But I'd literally mm-hmm. about four months before that, I'd signed a two-year deal in Peterborough, and I was like, I can't leave four or five months yeah. into a two-year deal. So I'll wait and see how this season goes. And we made we made the final four again with uh, with Peterborough. We lost in the semi-finals, and then the day after, I was straight on the phone to Lefebvre and just like, you know, not that that had any impact on it or that had any. Th- I knew that I wanted to leave, mm-hmm. and after being given that kind of opportunity and being told where it's like, oh well, actually, yeah, you could play in the elite league. It's like rather than two way, rather than anything like that. It's like, well, you know, you know what, I'm gonna. I'm going to take this risk. And obviously I wanted to be with Michelle and wanted to live with her. So it was like, right, it's time to go for me. So it just transpired through there. Rab Brown was a big help in terms of like putting me onto Mark and Mark onto me. And obviously now I'm repaying the favor by getting my, getting my head panned in every other week for the SNL team. (laughs) But, uh, very young lad. (laughs) Yeah. 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 No, no, Rab, Rab was great. Obviously Michelle had, the yeah. two kids in the junior system at the time so 
Rab got in touch with me, then got in touch with Mark and kind of put the whole thing together for that yeah. for that uh, Christmas session. And then that was that was it from there, really. I just kind of took that and ran with it. Yeah. And again, kind of that step up from EPL, you know, how did you feel that you started off and then kind of settled into Elite League Cocky and the way kind of Dundee was kind of set up? You know what? Um, the EPL, looking back and like looking how I was as a player at the time, the EPL definitely suited me more, mm-hmm. without a doubt. Um, I play better when I have more minutes. And that's nothing on like kind of any coach that I've had in the Elite League. You know, they have decisions to make. They have, like, roles to fill. Yeah. Uh, and I can't argue with that. So I, I, I suited the EPL because I played a rough style. Like, anyone that's ever seen me play knows that, like, I like to play with a little bit of an edge and, like, you know, like to get in people's faces. I like people to get in my face. Just a little bit. Just a, just just a, a little no, bit. But just, just a little bit. And <laughs> But that but that suited the EPL. That was that was the problem, I think. Yeah. Even now, playing SNL... That e- the EPL had that good level of feistiness from every player. Mm-hmm. You couldn't survive in the EPL if you didn't have a little bit of that ba- about you. Whereas I think yeah. in the Elite League, you see so many guys where it's like they get away with genuinely doing nothing because it's like, oh, well, I've got a tough guy on my team. Mm-hmm. Whereas yeah. the EPL didn't really have that. Every, every guy had to be like, no, fuck you. No, fuck you. <laughs> you know, what I mean? yeah. it, was just, it was the way <laughs> of the league. And it, that, that suited me better. So the jump up, I had to I had to think a lot more. It's a big thinking game. You can be as fit as what you like in the elite league. And I think you've seen so many examples of guys that are in the best shape, but it's yep. like pointless. Because if you don't think, the elite league is wasted on you. Absolutely yeah. wasted. Doesn't matter if you're the fittest guy in the league. If you are not thinking, you will not win games or be a yeah. successful player in that league. <laughs> that sounds familiar this season. Um uh, what 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 I like to this- touching on there because we've we've heard this quite a lot with stars this year right and you've just touched on it in EPL and you were saying that everybody seemed to be feisty everybody it was everybody it was like team toughness yeah <laughs> and we've heard that a lot this year that stars that we never brought Haas back we brought in Fraser now but we're not really seeing this the big hammer time that, that was in all the videos because we're keeping on going for team toughness, team toughness. And we've never seen that. So that's like what you were saying at the EPL level, you had to have that team toughness. You didn't just rely on on your enforcer to go and take out their enforcer. Everybody had to look after everybody else. Yeah, I mean, it was it would be unfair in the EPL because, because of the way the league was set up. Like, you know, our, our toughest guy in Peterborough at the time was a guy called Greg Pick. You know, hardy guy, without a doubt, could fight mm-hmm. and would take on anyone in the league. But that doesn't, like, I don't think he led our team in fights because yeah. we just had chippy guys that would fight all the time because it was like, well, you just have to. If you're the one causing yeah. it, you're the one fighting. Yeah. Unless unless you're one of the five imports, of course, then otherwise sit the fuck down <laughs> and one of the Brits will handle it. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, the import looking behind them, where's McGuffin? McGuffin, come yeah. on! I've started to fight yeah. here. Yeah, I, I was still catching up with the play. What a shock. <laughs> you never had that fat arse back then, though. 
Uh, by the on. way, right? By the way, I wanted to, I wanted to, I wanted to talk about this on here while I'm on here, while I've got an audience, right? Hold on, hold on. Have we got a call out here? <laughs> I've got, I've got a call out on fucking Junior, right? Oh. Because why, why am I, why am I getting sent by three different people who I'll leave no names because you know I'm not, I'm not a grass. Why am I getting sent three clips of you calling me fat? Calling me fat. When did I call you fat? I think, no, oh, big wow. senior over here was like, oh, he'll be useful with his fist, which I don't mind. It's a complete lie, but I don't mind it. Right? <laughs> you, <laughs> you, you, fat ass, fat ass this, fat ass that. Laurie, uh, you know what? I can still play. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've got on a bit of timber, but I can play. That's what we need. In this stars team is that fat arse clearing the fucking net. Is oh, that? That's what we need. I think that's what the conversation was. Listen, the worst, Vicky, the worst Vicky, bit Vicky is you're both fucking lying. Oh, but well, wait, okay. Listen, we'll Junior, I can't believe you've just been called out by the guest. By the way, it. Is what it oh, is. Absolutely. Eh? I'm not. I'm not leaving this podcast <laughs> until that was said. <laughs> oh. Well, let's move on. Um, so <laughs> that's that first season with the stars. Um, obviously, we we made the final four weekend in Nottingham. Yeah. We beat the clan to get there. Um, now again, I, I think we we actually spoke about it. Um, during one of my haircuts, actually, you were saying that, you know, my first year in Peterborough, made it to the final four, underdogs, we went and won it. Everyone's yeah. writing us off against against uh, Brayhead, as they always do. The the, the self-entitled Brayhead, Renfrewshire, Paisley, Glasgow clan, whatever they were fucking called at the weekend. And they wrote us off. We went, we beat them at home, we beat them away, convincingly, over two legs, and then obviously we got the final four. What was... For you, the atmosphere like at that that home game against Glasgow, because for us it was obviously we I think we kind of topped that with the Sheffield game last season, but that was the first kind of atmosphere we'd seen in the DIA for a long time with the fear of the Farina banners. Everyone had flags there. It was just it was loud. What was that like for you? Oh, it was wild. I love, <laughs> I love seeing the DIA, like, because I think a lot of people forget the DIA is not a small arena. No. That's why, you know, when crowds aren't great, that's why it looks a lot worse than what it is. Because, mm -hmm. you know, you it might look empty, but there's still 850 people there. And I'm just using that as a, I don't, I don't know the stars numbers or anything like that this or year. Or 1,500. What I'm saying is, but... It's, it's one of those things where it's like, that's not that bad. Whereas that would make other rinks look completely full. Yeah, it's not your Belfast or your Nottingham's or things like that. But it's not a small arena. So see when it's jumping. Yeah. That's a, that's a lot of fucking people on yeah. top of you. Yeah. Screaming and shouting. And because what's really cool in Dundee, because of like, obviously most rinks are like this as well. But I think the way it's obviously built in Dundee, when people are stomping and smashing their chairs above the changing room areas, you can hear all of that in the room. When it's really getting loud, you're like, fuck. So you sit in the room. Obviously, me, I'm knowing I'm not really going to be a huge part of this game. 
but fuck almighty, I'll cheer the boys on, like. Yeah. 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 Um, it, 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 it was loud, and, and, and like you say there, I think that was kind of the, one of the main reasons that we did end up going beating Sheffield last season, was just because we got that stoppage in play from Pavel getting his helmet fixed, and you know, I was there with the drum, just constantly going through that whole break. Everyone was on their feet, chanting, uh, clapping, screaming a lot. It was just loud. And But that clan game, you know, at home first, atmosphere was electric. We got the win. We then go into Glasgow and the atmosphere was just is kind of unreal um, through there. And I think that kind of put them in their place a little bit. Um yeah, but, I think as much as they they provide a pretty good atmosphere in, in Brayhead, but I think because we took over that whole corner section, I think, where the Dundee fans were, yeah. and we were just, it was so loud and so thick. Yeah. Every time we scored, like, we knew about it. Yeah. Yeah. We knew about yeah. it. But, I mean, the only thing that really sticks in that away game for me, I think there must have only been a minute, 30 seconds left in that game. And I think Joey Sides, our captain at the time, two-handed Jay Rose in the back and sent him flying. And then they had another two monsters on that line with him. And I'm at the bench. I'm looking over and going, I'm really hoping these benches don't get sent because they've got a lot more bigger boys than us at this time. <laughs> I'm like, we had tough guys. Like we had like yeah. Farina, Sescon, like we had a tough team as well. But it's like that Brayhead team had monsters in it, like guys like boogeyman style monsters. Yeah. 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 Um, so but, that's all yeah, I can really had, remember from that game. Just going, fucking, let me get, yeah. get out of here. Well, we had, well, we had, and we had that whole stream. It was that whole stramash behind the goal, and I think Cody Carlson had dropped the gloves with, and we were all like, "Who the fuck's he fighting with?" It ended up being Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Why is Kevin it. Hart fighting now? Yeah. Like, what's going on here? Yeah. Like, it was just, yeah, everyone. And it, again, it was. That'd be it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it, if you've got to go, you've got to go, and and. That showed, and I think that showed to the fans as well that every single player, you know, Kevin Hart was never a fighter. He was never going to fight in 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 the season, but guys were willing to put anything on the line to get to that playoff weekend. You know, we we had runs throughout the season weren't great. We had, we had spells that were brilliant. You know, Joey Sides with the Michigan down in Belfast. It was yeah. There was times where it, we were just phenomenal and. It showed that guys were willing to play for the club. Um, going to the final four, it wasn't it wasn't the way we wanted it to go. We went two 0 up. Um, we were absolutely flying. Now you have nothing to do with the league of the stars anymore. How did you feel the officiating was in that game? Because there's a lot of people called out officiating in that game from other clubs and on the radio. Uh, you know what, Laurie, to be really honest with you, I can't remember anything in particular uh, yeah. that happened in that game. I might be just like, it might just be flying over my head. Um, but I can't remember us being in the room and saying, oh, they fucked us or are oh, they think. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, guys are not shy to to let other people know that they think the referees fucked us. And I can't remember that at the time. Maybe it's because the boys were just that... Honestly, like, yeah, you know, I sit like just that devastation, really, because I think mm-hmm. as a team, that team knew when they came into the room, it was like, fuck, we had them. We genuinely yeah. had them. Yeah. And they didn't even know how to handle us. And 
but you know that's where these kind of superstars that they had at the time that really shone through was like you know oh shit, that's that's why they get paid more that's why they're yeah. at bigger clubs yeah is because you know they have that ability to be like okay we're two nothing down but in their heads in cardiff's heads you gotta be thinking it's fucking dundee we were up the floor with yeah. them this year yeah but that that's the way they'll think and it's like it's a lack of respect but it's just the truth yeah and, and that, you know they, they've got to look at that and go right okay we're two nothing down but we've got three four goals against dundee in a game mm-hmm. yeah and that, that's the confidence they'll have and you know it was just devastation because we were all over them it wasn't just two yeah. nil because we got two fucking bounces that no. came off something no it was two nil because we fucking deserved two nil yeah that's it. And and see for me, what what told in the end was their experience. They've oh, they've, they've yeah. been there, they've done it before. And everybody says this about Cardiff. When it gets to the final four, you never write Cardiff off, regardless of what four are there. You never write them off because no, they they become a playoff winning team every time. Yeah. It doesn't matter if they qualify, really struggle all the way through. When they get when they get to that final four, they'll always be they, they'll reach the final nine Absolutely. times out of ten. Yeah, a great team yeah. to watch. Yeah. Um. So and obviously, you were there at the start again the following season, um, but only for a short period of time, because obviously something else came up in the kind of the top end of that screen, the fifty one club. Um, started your own business, but then linked up with the Comets um, down the SNL. Yeah. So, how how is that now? Uh, like juggling the business with the hockey playing side of things, and how do you feel that you're getting on, kind of personally from still a hockey point of view, with what playing playing in the Wild West SNL. League, the Wild West. League. Well, <laughs> you know what you'd said that about sticking up for people in the Wild West and I do have a stat for you. You've oh, played here we go. Here 49, we go. <laughs> 49 games in the SNL and you yep. have 215 penalty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so my gif has dropped from the EIHL to the SNL to be a goon. <laughs> genuinely. <laughs> genu- gen- nah, genuinely. Is it genuinely that much? It, I, According to Elite Prospects, yes. Fuck, that's probably not even updated to. It's probably more. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, I think fifteen and fourteen games. Two hundred and fifteen, and I think a total of seven or eight games banned as well. <laughs> that's a good effort. Yeah, but you know yeah. what, right? And this is the God's honest truth. I have not changed the way I played since I was in that slough team in the EPL how many years ago. I have not yeah. changed the way I played. It's the league. And, like, you know, granted, I've not got the speed I had. I've not got probably any kind of skill that I used to have because, you know, naturally you're thinking of other things and you're only practicing once a week. Yeah. And, you know, your, your fitness takes a back seat as well while you're trying to do other things in your life. And Yeah. And also, you know, you're around players that are in the similar positions. I think on our team alone, we've got five or six self-employed guys. Their first priority in life is not hockey. Yeah. And it it kind of, it shows when it's like, 
oh, well, you know, oh, he was class when he was in the Elite League. Well, no wonder. He had fuck all else yeah. to do apart from work out and, and go to the rink. Yeah. He's going to be better at ice hockey. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, yeah. It's just, it's one of those things, like, for me, I don't, I don't believe I've changed the way I played. I've probably, I've probably been a little bit more protective just because the team dynamic that I'm in now, obviously, you know, for me, I had the guys in their mid-20s pushing 30, sticking up for me when I was 16, 17. Mm-hmm. So if I see something that is genuinely, which I believe to be kind of out of order and things like that, and I I don't I don't think I'm tough. I don't think that I am a fighter by any means. Like anyone can tell you, like if you just search my fight thing now from the past two years, I think I've fallen over within five seconds of each fight. <laughs> you know, I do it because I stand up for people. I don't do it because I want to be the next fucking heavyweight of the SNL. Yeah. Like, cause that's not happening. Like that's, yeah. that's Billy Hogg's title and will be his title forever. Yep. Yeah. So there's no fucking chance I'll be taking that <laughs> off. But, uh, but, but, but you're saying there, you know, you fall over during fights and you also fall over going into the penalty box with a linesman falling on top of you. You know what? Right. I cut Wellesie's hair, right? <laughs> I cut Wellesie's hair and he still brings that up all the time. <laughs> Oh, it was the funniest <laughs> thing I've ever seen. We, I think, I think Dave and Grant were there as well, and we were just we couldn't move the fact that you're getting pushed into this penalty box, and then the linesman's lying on top. Of it. it was like the scene out of Goon when I think I Sean think my dad lands on top of the guy. Oh, it's tremendous! <laughs> that was, but that was there. Yeah, that was my first year in the league, and that was after. Me, me and Chris Phillips were chasing, Yeah. Like I, can't, I can't even remember who, we were chasing someone down the ice because someone hit John Dolan. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah. you don't do that. It's an amateur league. You don't hit John Dolan. Like, <laughs> and that, was, that was the reaction of like him at the time. And we're like, fuck is going on here? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so how, how is it for you kind of juggling, you know, the business with, with hockey? Uh, you know what? The first first year that I had that I had the fifty one club, it wasn't easy. That's why I took like the year out. Uh, yeah. Actually, I don't think it worked out the first year of the fifty one club. It was like the second year because yeah. I'd already committed to a team at that point, so I, I wasn't going to leave halfway through a year for that. So I took the year out. I obviously focused a lot more on the shop to get the shop really kind of boosted and to get the shop to kind of where I wanted it to be with a good team and everything like that. But I just feel like, and it's so true, where you can only focus so much on anything at once in your life. And I think I wanted to give the shop everything, at least for a year. Yeah. Just because I I wanted it to be a success. You know, whenever you start something yourself and it's your name and your brand, you want it to be the biggest success it can be. But I couldn't, I felt like I couldn't do that. And it wasn't necessarily the time that hockey takes because... You know, I wasn't going to be barbering at six, seven o'clock on a Saturday night or, at, you know, actually I say that or there was, you know, some nights where I was, but it's like, you know, one training session a week, one game usually, it's not a lot of time commitment, but it's, am I going to be ready and tired after doing that? You know, yeah. what if, you know, I've obviously had injuries in the SNL as well. What if I break my hand? Break my hand, I can't work for a couple of weeks. And that that's that's my money, that's my business. 
and I just I just couldn't have done it. So you yeah. you just eliminate the risks. I think it was for me yeah. at the time, and I could definitely feel my career transitioning into apparently what is the worst stat I've ever heard of. Um, <laughs> so I think with that transition, I think in my head looming, I was like. Yeah, fuck. Maybe I better take a little bit of time out to focus on the business, or I'm just gonna just. And then everything goes to pot. You know, you're out yeah. of hockey because you you broke your hand or you you broke yeah. your foot again or something like that, and it's like, oh well, fuck. I've I've fucked it both by trying to keep both, and yeah. that's just the worst position to be in. Yeah. Well, well, you look at it when you were at the stars. Um, obviously, you did your shoulder. Um, when you were at hard grind, and couldn't yeah. work for a few weeks, whatever it was, and I I had to go to somebody else. Like. Just... <laughs> Your selfishness there. Um, oh, you about you went to some. You got your mum to cut your hair. No, I had to go to somebody else. Um, I, I should have went to mum instead. Um, but no, like like you say, you had to eliminate risks and stuff. Um, and kind of now look at where you're at with the fifty one club. You know, bringing on guys all the time. Um, you've just obviously yeah. got your your pretty much what was that like an apprentice barber and uh, the junior barber role and stuff yeah, as well we just, so yeah we just promoted fraser into a junior barber yet yeah, and yeah. obviously uh greg greg and kai and they're they're solid they're they're booked out every week and i'm proud i'm proud of the team that i've created now yeah and i'm happy i'm happy i took that time out you yeah. know as much as hockey provides me with great memories and great times with friends it's also like it was a sacrifice at the time but i don't regret it a single yeah. bit you know I'm, I'm in a position now where the, the shop's doing really well and i couldn't be happier yeah Definitely. We've all we've always said it can. A career in ice hockey is very short, isn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I think you know you're not deluded, but I think I've seen it so many times where guys are so hung up on like making it, making it, making it. Yeah. And which I've got all respect for because if you dedicate more and more years to it, then there's going to be a better chance. You know, you're going to make that GB senior team and. You know, you're going to do this and you're going to do that. But for me, I, I I got and played those times in Dundee and I was like, no, this is this is the max I'll ever go because this is as much as I can. This is as this is as much as I want to give to it. Yeah. And this is where I'm going to be. And not that I was dissatisfied with that, but I was like, no, I can just see different things for me. I wanted different things from my life. I wanted different things from the kind of progress of what I was going. So it was like, it was, it was quite not easy, but it was quite like a, a, a very directive decision from me to be like, no, I, I'm done. I need to, my life's going in a different direction. Yeah. 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 Um, just kind of brings us on to wrapping it up. Um, we've probably touched on it, but what was your favorite moment with the stars? Uh, Podcast friendly, my favourite moment <laughs> would. Uh, what would my favourite moment be? You know what? Like, generally speaking, time with the stars was great, and like so many things just popped into my head then to really like mm. you know think. But as much as final four was great, that Brayhead weekend as a whole, the the one before yeah. like the semi final against them, that was a wild weekend. Yeah. Because, because of the atmosphere leading up to it, and obviously a lot of fans the week before being like, oh, you know, this will be our first time, this will be this. And I'm like, fuck, there's quite a bit of pressure with without there being any pressure at all. Because it's like, you know, yeah. if we don't get there, it's just another year. Yeah, Just yeah. another year where the stars yeah. didn't make the final four. 
But then it's also like, I think that group took it on themselves to be like, why not? Why couldn't we go there? We're playing Brayhead. This is a good chance for us. Yeah. And yeah, so yeah, my favourite moment would probably be that whole Brayhead weekend with the Stars. Yeah. Um, final message for and and I did and I did send you this over and I said Stars fans listening, but even the Comets fans, because obviously we will have Comets fans joining as well. But what is your kind of final message to fans listening in? My final message to the Stars fans would be no matter what you see on the ice, no matter what you think, no matter what you know you hear, I can promise you it is nothing to do with effort from any of those boys. You do not get into that position as a hockey player and as a professional without trying. The wards as a whole family do their absolute best every year. They put up with so much shit and they still deal with it every year. They still gun out and put genuinely the best of the the best of the situation out there and i think you know i see a lot of criticism for them and i do think it's unjustified most of the time when people haven't got the full story you know without them there wouldn't be the hockey there is in dundee and i think yeah. a lot of people forget are quick to forget that um mm-hmm. but yeah my, my final message to sars fans would be like for the rest of this year kind of hang in there it's not been unbelievable but it's nothing to do with effort, is what I would probably say finally. Uh, Comets fans, we've been on fucking fire recently. So, absolutely love that. We're on fucking yeah. fire. <laughs> nah, Comets, Comets, Comets fans, they, 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 know, they know where their bread's buttered at the Comets fans. It's fine. Uh. <laughs> um, yeah, so. Uh, because end of the season for for you guys coming up, um, cup final, two more league games, and then we'll have the cup semis. We'll have the final cup four, semis. if if we're successful in the cup semis. No, sorry, the the player, the season, the league semis, uh, and then I think our final thing is the Scottish Cup final. Yeah, which yeah. we have to play either Aberdeen or Paisley, but they haven't played their semi yet. And that's in Aberdeen, am I right? It, I think so. It should be, but it could yeah. be somewhere else at the moment. That's Maybe the last I heard. Yeah. Uh, but, when I was so, when yeah. I was speaking, when I was speaking to Ryan Thompson. He was because young Louis plays for for the under uh, whatever it's fourteens or sixteens whatever, and he was saying that I think it's the cup finals in Aberdeen. The playoffs are in Edinburgh. Playoffs are in Edinburgh. Yes. Fuck yes. Sake. Yeah. Yeah. Not that ASO patched um, up yet. Yeah. And there was someone else, but I think it might have just been the junior sort of yeah. Scottish trails and in Dumfries. He says there's absolutely nothing up this side of the country, apart from Edinburgh, that is. But there's nothing yeah. in Dundee and nothing in Fife. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that'll be. I think that'll be true. Yeah. yeah. Even though for me, at that whole, at the whole Scottish league, Dundee is the perfect place to do it. Yeah, yeah. There's no question. It's the most central, isn't it? Yeah. It's uh, not necessarily the most central, just because obviously you've got all the West Coast teams as well. Ah, nobody gives a fuck about them. Yeah, fuck them. Well, no, they're last and second last, so no one should give a fuck. There but, you, you go. Know, <laughs> Wait, did they not? Did they not beat you guys at one point? Nah, that was the game. I got kicked out three minutes in. Yeah, that'll be that one. <laughs> 
so, oh, not, not, not but, to play the old schoolboy card on you going, oh, well, I wasn't there, but I genuinely wasn't there for 57 years. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no, Miguel, thank you for your time. Um, it really no is problem. appreciated. It's been a pleasure. Um, we wish you all the best for the rest of the season. Um, obviously, we will try and be at Cup Final um, and Playoffs um, if we can be. But from me, I will see you on Thursday yeah. um, for an appointment. But again, from both of us, thanks for coming on and also thanks for sponsoring our game reviews every week. Um, yeah. It's an absolute it, pleasure. Not a problem. Brilliant. Pleasure has been mine, boys. Right. well thank you very much and we will let you go as we continue with the show as normal perfect cheers Cam see you boys thank you very much cheers so that is uh, Cam McGiffin it brings us on to the 51 Club sponsored game reviews Um, not the best Um. No. The Cardiff Devils and the Glasgow Clans. So, Cardiff Devils on the Saturday night. Uh, Cole Sanford got the Devils off to a quick start in the second period, 23-30. Uh, starts with a quick response through Philippe Sanch, assisted by Reinhardt and Bariga, 25-11. Stars then took lead through Eric Nasland. Assisted by Leidman and Big Streaky Ian Parker at 30-40. The Devils equalised through Ryan Penny, 37-39. Marcus Crawford then put the Devils 3-2 up at 54-02. Stars equalised through one of our own, Chris Ingalls. Assisted by Reinhardt and Songe, 54-16. Stars would then take a shock lead uh, at 56-45 through Carter Folk. Assisted by Ben Soke. They pull the goalie, the inevitable happens. Joey Martin, assisted by Reed and Crawford, 59-30. All the way through overtime, on a penalty shots. And Cardiff take the win and the shootout. It was an unexpected point, Senior. It was. It was a really unexpected point, to be honest with you. And what made it a very, very good point was that young Britain was in the goal. That was a real surprise when the game sheet came out and we seen Britain's name with the number one next to it and you're thinking, hmm, okay. We we understood what he was doing. He was going to keep Anton for the Glasgow game um, and give Britain a bit of ice time. I just didn't think Coach Mason thought that Britain was going to perform (laughs) the way he performed because I'll tell you, yeah, if he didn't get injured, he had a big, big decision to make for that Glasgow game. Yeah, he did. Uh, he, he did. Um, I believe Brithen stood on his head um, yeah. a lot of times. So seemingly there was, and seemingly it was, it was, it was, it was a tale of the two netminders um, between Bounds and Priest on who was going to kind of let, like, you know, give up that final chance. Um, especially into overtime, like Bounds had a big save. Um, I heard we hit the beans on toast. At one point, yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> as they are both right, always to say, James Marley's hit the post, the beans hits, on toast, hits the post, the beans on toast. Um, but yeah. then also, Brithen with an unbelievable save going cross ice in overtime as well. Yeah. Um, 
which I Brithen, when he's when he's got the injury with the puck to the ribs. Yeah. Um was that good on Saturday. If you look through social media our place, the Cardiff fans, yeah, a lot of them are wanting him in Cardiff next year. Listen, I, I, I said it last week, you know, without playing him, he's going to go. And we yep. can't afford to let somebody that no. good go. No. Definitely um, not. But they're, yeah, they're, they're actually saying that they should keep him in bounds. Not even the, the other guy. I didn't really rate that Cozan. No, nor do I. I don't like Cozan, to be honest with you. But he has he's saved them. Yeah. He's, he, he's good, uh, but he's not. In, he's yeah. He's not, he's not your best goal. Yeah, he's not your best goal. He's not your Matthew Greenfield, people like that. Yeah. But he does a job. But when Cardiff fans are beginning to say, let's get him in as alongside Ben Burns, the lad, he done something right, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it was a short point and a happy point. Um, yeah. And it brought a lot of, of renewed hope uh, to the fan base of the Stars Nation to then host the Glasgow clan on Sunday night. And, Senior, it was that moment again. Oh, Jeezy Peeps, man. It was yeah. a Jeezy Peeps, man moment. Um, Glasgow coming out with a 3-1 victory. Uh, Dyson Stevenson uh, put them ahead 28-03. Gabriel Chabot doubled the lead, 36-38. And then our usual self-inflicted undoing 31 seconds into the start of the period in the third, Gary Hayden putting 3-0 up, Ben Soke, assisted by Devin Erickson with a consolation at 52-49 on the power play. Um, I'm going to take one positive from the game. Okay. And on the power play goal. Yep. Uh, But other than that, first period... First period, I thought we I thought we'd done okay. I thought we, I, I thought we were yeah. We just edged the first period, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, I think both goalies played well the first period. Both goalies kept their teams in it, so it was level at zero yep. zero. And then after that, there was only going to be one winner. And it wasn't us. No. Um... You you seen a team on that ice? There was two teams, and you seen a team who really, really wanted it. And... Yeah. I, uh, this, is, this, is where this is where it's quite funny, because... Obviously, Cam's just been on here and said, you know, it's not, it's not through effort that we're in the position. When that second goal went in on, on, on Sunday, I actually felt a couple of people actually did give up. Like, it was just like, aye, okay, here we go. I just don't know, and we said it at games, and, and we've said it all season, other people are now starting to say it, early period goals, or quick fire goals, one after the other. Yeah. The biggest issue, 31 seconds into the third period, what the fuck is being said? In the changing room, for concentration levels, not to be switched on right at the start of the period. Yeah. I don't know. Now, I, don't, I, I just... I've, I've, <laughs> I can I'm, I'm lost for words again, eh? Because I don't know how many games I've said it, eh? Um, and it continues to be like that. Yeah. And yeah. for someone, I'll, I'll say it now. I'll probably still continue. 
Yeah. Listen, 31 seconds into the period, you're not chasing the game. Right? Let's be honest. No. We've not been caught on a counter-attack, right? And because we're chasing the game, it's 31 seconds into the game. And for those 31 seconds, I think they were the only team that had the puck. Yeah. So, uh, honestly, honestly, it was like... The, the goal was quite slow motion as well, I thought. Like, the puck went across Svensson and it was just like a little kind of scoop up and it went in between his show, uh, in, in between his arm or his pads, whatever it was. And it was just yeah. so slow motion of trickling over the line. It was honestly like watching fucking Ryan Edwards on the ice. Oh, like, that's that. how bad it was. It was just... I don't even know. Uh, yeah. um, I'll be honest with you. I, uh, I really can't even remember what the goals were like. I don't know what to, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I don't know what highlights. When the highlights come out. Highlights. No, but when the highlights come out, you always like to you like to think we do our homework for the show and we watch the games and we analyse the games. When we get bit, I analyse. Fuck <laughs> off. Honestly. It's more, it's more, it should be another word instead of highlights, because highlights like something that's great. It should just be called yeah. the replays from uh, <laughs> from the game at the Match. weekend. Game replay. Yeah. Uh, um, goals and other things. Uh, yeah. But aye, it was it was just that, that first was so, was fine and then deflated. So disappointing. Yeah, so disappointing that this was an opportunity to, to pull back on Fife. Yep. And also to get closer to Glasgow again, and yeah. we absolutely blew it big style. Yeah, and and you know I'll, I'll bring the league table up in a second, and we'll speak about it and stuff. But that was the game this for the season there. I I, I feel think so as well. Um, so looking at the league table, um, it is on your screens if you watch on YouTube. Uh, the stars still bottom on. Now on 25, uh, we were on 24th, we gained a point in Cardiff. Uh, Fife also gained a point against Cardiff. Uh, so they've moved to 30 points. However, Glasgow clan, with a four-point weekend, now move up to eighth uh, on 33. Yep. You've um, got to remember, so... Junior, right? This is the worst Glasgow clan, Brayhead clan team yep. ever. Yes. Ever, without a shadow of a doubt. And they boys, they their fans will tell you exactly the same. Yeah, this has to be one of the worst teams. They've got we nuggets in there. The boy Hayden's a player like I really yep. like him, but overall, and and we had the shit that's went on for them. Yep. This has got to be their worst ever season and worst ever team. Yeah, and it was it was two periods of absolute domination against us. Like, yeah, um. And it's, I'm actually going to bring the league table back up again because I, I saw someone put it up. So, yeah, the Stars have only won eight games in regulation, yeah, in regulation. and 44 games. Yeah. Well, I'll touch on that later on when the day my good, my bad, my ugly. Okay. Um, so, looking at it, we have uh, so ever, however many games in hand on certain teams above us. We've got six games in on, on Glasgow. If we win the six of them, we'll go ahead of them by four points. <laughs> But Just looking at our future fixtures, and we'll come on to the preview, obviously, for this weekend's games. It's a doubleheader at home against Guildford and Nottingham. But after that, we have a midweek game against Sheffield away. Blaze home and away. Wednesday, away to Nottingham. Guildford, home and away. 
And then we finish the final weekend, Fife away, Belfast at home. And that's, I, when, we tell Lewis, that's when we tell Lewis Hook, Gary McGiffin says you're a wee dick. Yes. Um, yes. But out of that, out of all those games, I can yeah. only see a point. I can only maybe see two points against Fife. Junior, I'll tell you what the problem is, right? <laughs> is so we've got Guilford twice. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Going for the title. Belfast yep. once. Yep. Going for the title. Sheffield once. Yep. Going for the title. There's the problem. That yep. this is not going to be teams that are just going to sit back and just allow the season to fritter yeah. it. These yeah. teams have got meaningful... They're playing us as meaningful games. What I'd like to think could be dangerous, though, is that we've no, we've just done a gear shit. We've not got anything to play for. Let's just go and play. Yeah, Let's play with freedom yeah. now. But for me, looking at that run, um, and even this weekend's games coming up, um, I, I can't Maybe not when I'm at home, but I, I can't see anything past two points. What is that? 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 14, 16 points. I can only see potentially two points out of 16. After I'm going to be weekend. controversial. Right? You ready? Controversial. Four-point weekend this weekend. There you go. For me, you know what? For me, I, I listen. You know me. I'm always quite optimistic and try not to be pessimistic. You are, you are the pessimist of, of the yeah. two of us. But for me, I, I said it on so sh- on the 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 thread. The season's done for me. I, I think it, it's done. We're not going to finish any higher. we're finishing tenth, and that's it. Nor do I. Nor do I. But I still think we've got. We could beat Nottingham and Manchester. Was it yeah. this weekend? Manchester. No, Guildford. Oh, is that? Oh, well, two-point weekend then. Not enough. <laughs> <laughs> that was a quick change. Um, but yeah, listen, and, and it's the thing that, you know, I never touched on in the Cardiff game. We've still got guys fighting, though. Like, Chris Ingles dropped the gloves with fucking Hacksaw Jim Duggan, thinking he's hard. Yeah. Straight back. Um, yeah. Chris is still s- scrapping, fighting in games. Every single Brit is still scrapping and fighting for ice time and putting yeah. the performance in. Dryden literally is. Although, as a team, we're not having a great season, he is Captain Fantastic right now. Yeah. He is still putting everything in, still putting up points, still scrapping, and you see it in his face at the end of the games. He yeah. is so fucking annoyed and upset yeah. at getting bit. It hurts him. Because he, he does, He I hope to God he does not leave in the summer like what we said, we're going to keep, keep on him, but he bleeds Dundee. I know. He's and Dryden now is now sleep every week. Remember what? What was it? I had uh, it was Belfast had the Adam Keith Barnard heartbeat. Remember? Yeah, yeah. And we thought we, we thought God, if we could get him made in Dundee, and we thought we'd maybe get him for Justin if Justin has stayed on because yeah. Justin would be the heartbeat. I would like to think now, right at this point in time, it's Dryden China. now is a heartbeat of this team. Yeah, absolute heartbeat of this team. Just hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. Um. So, uh, a pretty, uh, I, I, I was an exciting weekend, and then it turned to bitterly disappointment. Yeah. Moving that on to the good, the bad, and the ugly. Senior, 
Take it away. Take it away. Right. The good. I've got two things for the good. Right. Um, I've got first place and the second place. So the second place is Chris Ingalls for the fight. That, it, it, as you say, it just goes to show that there is some some guys out there willing to, to get in amongst it. Um, Sam Duggan's no a fighter, but who cares? Fucking I don't, you didn't see what happened, but he dropped the gloves and then proceeded to get his ties. So, yeah. Uh, but for me, Britain's performance in Cardiff has to be the good of the weekend. Uh, and I'm just devastated the lad he's now got injured. And they're saying it might that might be him done. I don't think so. No, it might a be a weeks. couple of weeks. Uh, so for me, Ingalls in second place for the scrap and Britain uh, first place on the on the good list, shall we say, for his performance in Cardiff. The bad is we've touched on it. Second and third period against Glasgow, against the worst ever Glasgow team, uh, just wasn't good enough. Eh? Uh, just was not good enough at all. And here's the ugly, yeah. Especially at home, that's right. If if they got bit three one away for him, you're like, well, well, shit happens when you're away for him. But not to put in a performance like that at home for for two periods. Uh, so here's the ugly, right? And I've got stats, Ooh. right? Oh, okay. stato corners back. Yeah. So I've had to get my book out because I've had to write it out. Jesus Christ. So I'd only I looked at. It. <clears throat> When, when I looked at the league table before we came on, right, and I seen our win percentage, mm-hmm. and I went back to the start of the Elite League, 2014-2015 for us, okay? Our win percentage was 32%. In 15 and 16, it was 53%. 16, 17, 44%. 17, 18 was 43%. 18, 19 was 48%. 1920 was 41%. Then you had the sort of the COVID season 2021. There was there was no stats there. 2122 was 49%. So if you if you sort of average out them out, they're always around about sort of the mid 40s to yeah. Yeah. to the low 50s, let's say, right? Yeah. This year it's 28%. Jesus this Christ. is officially on on games played at this point in time. This is the worst stars team in history. Jesus. What was the first elite league year? 32%. Fuck, they're even worse than that year's team. Yep. That was a team that had Kaufman in goal. Yep. We've still got, there's still games to go. So it it may still rise. But when you come (sighs) to that one, that's what I'm saying. 28%. That is ugly. That was a bit. I couldn't believe it. I'd actually thought. There was going to be at least one season less than that. Wow. There isn't. Wow. Shocking. Well, you've you've put a right dampener on my right hearing that stat. You're welcome. You did you did want a good, the bad, and ugly, so I've gave you it. That is an <laughs> ugly start, isn't it? Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that is cheesy ugly. peeps, man. Oh, cheesy. Could peeps, you say? Man. Yeah. So there's there's a good, bad, ugly, and it's a good yeah. good, a bad, and a wow, ugly. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, moving on uh, is our Craig Niche Decorators sponsored game preview. Uh, the Guildford Flames and the Nottingham Panthers home double header. Now, senior, you will need to do the reviews of this game on your own next week. 
because I am not going. Yeah, well, it depends on the fucking last sixty minutes or not. <laughs> we might have to get we might have yeah. to get a guest on. We might um, get a fan guest on next week. But so, yeah, um, yeah. I'm not there. Well, maybe listen. Bucky's a shout in his mouth off, so we'll get him on. Aye, he um, can do the but, game review for us. But yeah, yeah it's going to be Gilford, really tough. Eh? Guildford Flames. Um, obviously, they're still hanging about up there. Um, they've they've been getting they win their games wins, in hand. They still go top. I know, but you know they lost to Nottingham at home last weekend, and uh, that was a big shock for me. Oh, okay, I want to shoot out, but still. Well, um, especially especially considering they gave Manchester nine the night before away. I know, I, know, right. I love things you love to see. Yeah, and just to be sort of wee side thing on that, right? Flyers got absolutely crucified for people for getting bit nine three in a national cup final. Yeah, it's no good for the sport. It's a fucking disgrace. Teams shouldn't be getting that. Guildford give Manchester nine away from home and nothing is said. Nah. Shite bags, a lot of them. Yeah. Honestly, tell you. Um, I'll tell you, it's because it's Fife. If it hadn't been Fife, I'd been somebody else. Nothing had been said. It's because it was Fife. If it had been us that got to the final and got nine, they'd have been on tap with that. If it was Glasgow, they'd been on tap with that. Yeah. Guildford absolutely pumped them in their own barn and got absolutely no plaudits for it. It's just like, yeah, it's Guildford, is it? That league. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, it's going to be, I just hope they didn't give us nine. Yeah, so Guildford, as you say, near the top of the league, uh, fighting for a title. Um, guys to watch, Tedesco, second yeah. top point scorer in the league this year. Ryan Tate, who's sixth top point scorer in the league. They have some players in their arsenal oh, this yeah. year. Um, yeah. And as we've always said it, um, you know, not... Not a friend of the show, call out here, because uh, yes. he was due to come on and he never ever yes. responded, and he spoke to the person that he would come on, Mr. Dixon. Um, but, you know, our friend from the BNL days, Mr. Dixon, coach, what a job he's done this year, and, and built on it from when they started in the Elite League. Um, yeah. They're going to be dangerous on Saturday. Uh, well, definitely. But, you know what, Dickers, Dickers likes us, so I think if I hear a quiet word in his ear and tell him to stop at a, a specific scoring, you might just do it. Because goals couldn't for nothing. Eh? You don't get goals for them against. It's not going to win. It's It goes on regulation when so if there may be about four or five now, it, might get, say, it might get uh, to that point though. If I it's might just give it wins, your diggers, diggers just um, down, But so. yeah. Uh, so a tough game Saturday. Um, and then I am I am disappointed I'm missing the Nottingham game um, to give our old pal Richie a bit of a fucking kicking again after his antics the last time. Uh, the return of <laughs> Fabrizio Ricci again with Nottingham. Yeah. Tough game still. Um, well, definitely. Down there, I, people were saying that we should have maybe picked something up. I don't know. Um, but Walishka, Hammond, Brady, the boy Levin that we spoke about the other week. Um, yeah. Guys that, you know, they're no massive, massive point scorers. Um but they're there and thereabouts all the time. Um, so it'd be good if Moosey could put one over them, though. Eh? Oh, it'd be tremendous, eh? Yeah. Absolutely tremendous. But yeah, uh, predictions for this weekend, then as an actual scoreline, you could go actual scoreline yeah. if you want. Right. Oh, Let's take a note of this because we usually right. forget. So, uh, yeah, sorry, this is this is my note. Bits of notes okay. for today. 
<laughs> this is going to break my hips in this. Um, I'm going to go 5 1 Guildford. 5 1 Flames. And Sunday? Stars to win 4 2. 4 2. Empty net goal. So I am I'm actually going to say six two flames. Okay. And I'm going to say three one Nottingham. Okay. And it absolutely pains me to say that that we're going to get beat both games because in years gone by, with a double header at home, you'd like to think we'll at least pick up a point and a win, yeah. or, or or you know, or just the win. Yeah. But yeah. Um. It's tough times. It's tough. It is not half. Tough. It is not half. Tough, tough times. times. But listen, they've just got to grind through it. It's a yep. good day. Everybody yep. else has got tough times in their life. They just got to grind on it. Yeah. You have a um, tough time at your work. You have to go on with it. I had a tough time at my work. Would you get dealt? Suck up, bark up, and go on with it. Yeah. Well, I it? actually, I, I won't. I won't name the person, but um, it's someone that listens to our podcast uh, every week, um, and they spoke to us going down the stairs on Sunday. Well, after you'd bolted out the door, <laughs> um, he approached us. He approached us and said, "Listen, I was in Cardiff last night. Came back the day. I'm absolutely knackered. So give the boys a break this week." And I was like, "You can't use travel as, a, as an excuse. Every team does it. We've done it for years. And we've been to Cardiff one night, came back home, and beat somebody at him the next night. Yeah. It, 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 we can't use the travel as an excuse when every other team needs to do it. It's yeah. it's their job. They're professional sportsmen. That's their yeah. job, and they get it's a it's a results based business, right? Let's yeah, be around the bush. Yes. It is, and that's why fans are obviously this year unhappy because we're not winning games. You know that's yeah. that twenty eight percent or whatever it was yeah. win percentage. It's I, I I'm sorry. I I feel like I'm ranting here. I'm no ranting. I just. I hate when they use the excuse of, oh, you know, they were in Cardiff last night. They had a long bus journey back up the road. I, which they would have slept on, and then slept when they got home today, and then yeah. been didn't hate to be at the rink till three o'clock or something. Yeah, well, how, how many times, right? Have, I, yeah, that's just my opinion. Sheffield, no, I agree with you. How many times have have Sheffield complained about the travel to Dundee? And we went, shut the fuck up. Can can. Can we say no Sheffield? David fucking Sims. Yeah, but, but <laughs> listen, the, the 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 English clubs, the further doing English clubs, yeah, right, got on about travel legs and and whatnot, and we're like, I oh, shut up and just got on with it. So yeah. you kind of say it to them and not, and then turn it around when it suits your team. Yeah, yeah, you know no, what I mean. I, so what, what's going to be the excuse, right? Um. When, when we played Guildford on a Sunday night and Guildford had to travel up here on a Sunday night after being in Guildford the night before and they come up yep. here and beat us. What, what, what's the excuse then? Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, it, it, yeah I, it's I, not the I, greatest, I, I, right? But every team has to do it. Yeah. Every team it, has to do it. And just because, like, I said that I said that to the guy, like, we, we've, we've done it for years, travelling up and down the country with, with supporting the club. And yeah, we were knackered, but you still got up for your work on a Monday after being in fucking Newcastle or wherever. Yep. You, know, you still got up for your work on the Monday after driving 
there and back and whatever. Um, we've done it fucking Coventry on a Sunday night. Yeah. Going away down there, come back up again, add uni the next day. Like, okay, it's only uni, you know, you just get yourself through it. But still, it's that you're still doing stuff the next day. I, I just can't, I don't accept using it as an, the travel as an excuse. No. It's, it it's part help. of their job. It, does, it doesn't help. It doesn't help, but, but yeah. Yeah. You can't blame a defeat on that. No. Um, so on that, um, that is this week's show. Um, no on this day. Um, being completely unprofessional on this one, um, I was, as I said at the start of the show, I was away in Glasgow um, for work today. So no, it's just travel's not, not excuse. I did not have the time. <laughs> um, it, it's more I just didn't have the time. It's not through the, the, oh, effort, right, okay. the lack of trying. Yeah. It was yeah. I had no time. Um, but yeah, it's uh, no on this day. So apologies. Uh, we will make up for it next week. I did have a quick check. There's no birthdays today anyway. So there we go. Happy days. Um, again, a big thank you to our sponsors, the 51 Club, Craig Niche Decorators, and obviously our title sponsor, Mr. Paddy Lockie himself, Don Michelle Italian Restaurant. And also thanks to um, our good friend, uh, Cam McGiffin, for coming on and giving us a little insight into his career and obviously his time at the stars as well. And now life into being a barber. Uh, yeah. Who knows, yeah. that might be your next step after your hockey career. Um, if you're listening, maybe some of the comments guys listening to this, it's your next step. Apprentice with McGiff. Um, but yeah, thanks to everyone uh, for sponsoring and for Cam coming on. We will, I won't, but senior, you won't. we'll see you at the weekend. I'll see you uh, at the weekend. And the next yeah. time you see me will be my pretty little face on next week's podcast. We'll speak to you then. Don't you know, I'm made up. You got to go.